regular viewers will know that I normally keep Neil Edwards tucked away in a, in a dark cupboard up until I've done an intro, but I'm going to do things slightly differently today. And if you bear with me, I think you'll find out why. So December is always a quiet month for construction, or construction contract award activity. In 2020, December was also the month in which Brexit finally became a reality and in which the UK found itself facing a second wave of coronavirus and, to go with it, tough new Tier 4 restrictions. So bearing in mind that the £4 billion per month has become the benchmark for construction contract award activity, Neil, what were the scores on the doors in that very, very quiet, Brexit-affected, COVID-affected December 2020? £12.24 billion worth of contract awards. <laughs> yes. Just how, how, how 2020 is that? You know, well, just just take all predictions, all tradition, just throw them out the window, and let's go and do something completely. How how the hell did that come about? Well, I, I'm not a, I'm not one to sort of like say things that the government do sort of like. I think it was once said, wasn't it? Bring out bad news on a positive day, or all on all at once, or something. But uh, yes, I think the government uh, pushed forward some signatures of two HS2 major contracts during the month, which equated to about eight and a half billion pounds worth of work. So if you do take that off, those signature projects off of the general overall total, you do get four billion pounds. Um, so yes, they've uh, <laughs> there's two major projects that have come out this month and that's where they are really, the HS2, which is fantastic news, which is what the government needed to do is to start to uh, give us some hope and light at the end of the tunnel and that's what they've done this month we'll, we'll get on to the the details of those projects in a second but that in some ways that that it's kind of a triple whammy isn't it obviously it's you know it's a big boost going into a new year um you know it helps counteract any fears and concerns over covid and over brexit I think it, it helps redress some of the balance because obviously, you know, we, we've spent the last 12, 24, 36 months talking about how how much we're reliant upon our house building. But also, I, I would imagine this has, has helped redress the balance on the uh, the running year total as well. Absolutely. Yeah. When you're when you're looking at that um, last year um, in 2019, uh, the running year total was sixty two point eight billion pounds. Whereas the running total this year is uh, over eighty billion pounds, um, there's not so many projects um, in 2020 compared to 2019, and that's because you've got these uh, hero projects at the top, um, which are in aggregation sort of like huge numbers, huge numbers. So um, yeah, it's and if you take 2018, that was 51 billion. So we, we're up nearly. Uh, what's that, nearly 40% uh, compared to 2018 in 2020. So fantastic year, really. Absolutely. I, just, as I say, just a, an incredible way to start the new year. So let's have a look at those those individual projects. Um, who won them and what were they? Well, number one on the list was a joint venture uh, for Balfour, BT and Vinci. Um, and this project is the is the West Midlands section of the HS2 uh, phase one route. Uh, it's spanning approximately 80 kilometres 
uh, and that's from Long Itchington in Warwickshire to the centre of Birmingham and uh, to Hans Acre in Staffordshire um, as well. There's going to be something like 42 viaducts, uh, 11 kilometres of those viaducts, 66 bridges and 35 uh, significant cuttings through the uh, through through the land, so it's a huge project, absolutely huge project, and that has now been registered with uh, also Considerate Constructors Scheme, which we are a partner with. So the process has started. Uh, they will be monitored on site, and uh, we're keeping fingers crossed. This is going to be obviously um, a support for the construction industry going forward. It's interesting that the Belfort BC element of that. I, I you know, we, we obviously talk about the various people on the uh, the BC Live League table, and and Belfort BT are, are quite often sort of out of the way. They're, they're a bit like that big name striker that you paid a hundred million for that does absolutely bugger all for 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 weeks and weeks and weeks, and then just comes up with this amazing wonder goal, and you, everyone remembers how great they are. That's yeah. Belfort BT all over, isn't it? Yes, at the moment, um, definitely. They, they've they gone through a, uh, a restructuring programme over the last five years uh, and uh, and done it very successfully. And uh, this is what the outcome is, is they are now uh, one of those uh, companies that um, you, you quite rightly say, people say, wow, Balfour Beatty, what a, what a great what a great company indeed but yeah that's a huge project for them and um, we don't know the split between the two and, and you never will know the split between Vinci and uh, Balfour Beatty because that's obviously contractual and um, that's uh, very you know, that, that's 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 for their own work you know that's obviously but yeah great great start to uh, 2021 so which we're all looking forward to and that was one of two wasn't it yeah, the second one um, is a joint venture between uh, four businesses. Now, I've wrote these down. Um, it's their joint venture is called EKFB. Um, and it's, I think it's spelled or, or said FERG, is it FH? Uh, Kia Group, Ferrovial, and BAM. So that's where you obviously get the EKFB from. Is for North Portal Chiltern Tunnels to Brackley and uh, South Portal of Long Itchington Wood Green Tunnel. Um, so that's more on the tunnel side, it seems. I, have, I haven't got any further details on that, but it's highlighted around sort of like the, the Milton Keynes to Birmingham uh, section as well. And that project's worth, uh, what we've got down here is two and a half billion pounds. And that also has been registered with the Considerate Constructor Scheme. So it's all starting, all starting to go now. From, from a ship, just a pure workload point of view, you know, what a great way to start the year. You know, the, I, I, I don't know how, quite what the employment is on that, although, you know, tunnels and viaducts tend to be very labour intensive. So, you know, there's going to be a, a huge pull on, on, on workers, which, you know, fantastic news. What a great way to start the year. And machinery, obviously, and people have got to build those machinery, and and you just it's it's it just goes on and on and on. Even if you take it back down to the smallest element of maybe um, I don't know uh, valves, pumps, etc. There's obviously going to be huge dewatering going on. Oh well, it's it's a huge great boost to the uh, construction sector. So I, I, obviously, I, I guess there's going to be quite a big fall off after those, those <laughs> two, two projects. Yeah. Who 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 came in number three? 
<laughs> well, it's kind of like after the Lord Mayor's show in a way, really. But um, that, that, it's Costains, uh, and they've picked up a nearly a half a billion pound project for it's it's for the regional delivery partnership North scheme, and it's for some um, road repairs, and and it's a it's a project that goes on for a number of years, uh, but it's it's been registered, and it's four hundred eighty two million uh, pounds worth of work. Um, fourth on the list is uh, ISG Group. Um, now they've got an accumulative total of 403 uh, million pounds for the month. And that's uh, three projects, the largest of which um, is for a production facility for lithium batteries at the former Blythe Power Station, um, which is obviously something for the future. Um, yes, it, it, it will be uh, what was it? It will be exclusively use renewable energy, including the potential to use hydroelectric power generated and transmitted from Norway, uh, some 447 miles away, under the North Sea via the world's longest interconnection from the North Sea Link project. So, yeah, that huge, another huge project, £300 million there. That's an interesting one, You're taking a, a former coal-fired power station and, and, and using sort of renewable energy and, and, and lithium technology as well. You know, that... that, that I guess that's the sort of thing we, we should be looking towards for, you know, the future as we speak. Well, I think Boris Johnson has said, and many other uh, politicians have said, the green renewable sector has to be a way forward for the UK, uh, whether it be in cars, batteries, or how we actually deal with our heating of our homes. And I think it's not going to be long, as, as we know, uh, until... Uh, boilers, uh, gas-fired boilers, are going to become defunct in the construction sector. Or, or in buildings, not even the construction sector, so I say buildings. So uh, I will, we'll be looking for renewable energies going forward. And this is obviously part of that infrastructure works. Oh, fantastic stuff. Who's up next? Um, number f uh, five on the list is uh, Bomer and Kirkland. Now, they've picked up a project uh, in various locations around the UK for it's on the actual York your build framework agreement to serve public sector bodies and that's a hundred million pound project uh they've picked up six projects overall uh, as i say the largest of the is the hundred million but their overall total is about 250 million pounds and then after that you've got vistry group uh which includes bovis homes uh, they split a couple of years ago 18 months ago i think they did uh, um and vistry group have picked up uh, something like £193 million worth of work, over 10 projects, largest being a £35 million project in Axminster, uh, down in, where's that, near Devon, Exeter, down that way, neck of the woods. Um, and our weather vane for the month, uh, each month, is, is normally Kia Group. And once again, yes, uh, they have secured something like 25 projects this month, uh, largest of... Uh, which is a project in Marylebone, London. But their overall total is 191 million. And they're once again showing the fact that they normally pick up uh, just about a project per day across the, uh, the, the UK each year. It's a, a remarkable achievement, the fact that they, they, they just continue to do that month in, month out, isn't it? And they do, yeah. It is a remarkable, it, I, you know, they should, it, the network of staff that must need is needed for that amount of work because if there's 25 new projects you know there's 25 new or there's 25 site managers and contracts man it, it's 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 a magnificent achievement magnificent achievement 
In terms of, of sectors, obviously, I, I guess rail and infrastructure has, has had quite a boost this, <laughs> this past month. I, I should I, say that. Yeah. Uh, how is house building faring in, in comparison? Well, yes, they're second. Um, it's so it, overall railways uh, took up over eight and a half billion pounds worth of work this month. And second on the list was housing at 2.1 million. So between the two, you know, you've got there something like 10.6 billion. Um, where the other sectors are obviously uh, just made up of bits and pieces. Um, so, yeah, we, we've we been calling for it, or I've been saying about it, that the infrastructure needs to catch up uh, from the house building. And it looks like this month it, ha it has. But it's not just going to be this month. It's got to be the continuing months that we've got to make sure our infrastructure is suitable for the house building that we've actually been doing across the UK. Yeah, it, it begs the question also about HS2. I mean, obviously, we, we had, what was it, best part of 18 months ago, I guess, we had the first big splurge of, of HS2 projects arrive, and then we had another splurge after that. It, it it currently feels like it's the gift that keeps on giving, but you know, sooner or later, all of that work is going to be allocated, and we need to find whatever follows on after that, don't we? Yeah, we do. Um, and that's going to be uh the challenge for the future you know i go on about it i think it's my uh little soapbox that i stand on every month we've got to sort these hospitals out um you know we can't just keep saying we're going to be giving was it now 46 47 hospitals we've got to get doing it um uh, but i do understand that probably the design of those hospitals has slightly got to be amended with uh, with hindsight now after the covid um and other viruses that may be coming of the future because they they just can't be similar to what they are because it's shown that they don't work particularly well something like i i did read up on this that something like 10 percent of all beds in hos in our hospitals in the uk are not being used because it's it needs to be spread out further and that is equating to something like eleven thousand beds aren't being used or cannot be used because of covid so we've got to look at that in our designs going forward yeah absolutely right what about locations i mean i, I Obviously, the HS2 influx has, has had a big boost for, you know, the Midlands, the wider Midlands as a as a location. And, Buck and Buckinghamshire, yeah, obviously, yeah, those those two areas are the the big ones this month, really. Yeah, West Midlands is uh, uh, is over six billion pounds worth of work, and Buckinghamshire is over two and a half billion pounds worth of work. But London has achieved the over the billion pound mark this month. It's one point seven billion. Um, Scotland has taken a bit of a hit this month it's uh something only like 77 bit, uh, million pounds worth of work um and because of that job which i was talking to you about uh for costings um the nor northern section is over 800 million this month so there is a little bit but but it's difficult to look at one this one month in particular because it, it is such a a strange month uh and it's, as you say, it reflects 2020. It's It's been strange, hasn't it? It's been very, very strange. Yeah, very much so. Now, I, I do realise that you, you deal purely in facts, um, but I also know that you're an avid industry watcher. So what do you expect in 2021 to bring? I mean, obviously, we, we've got maybe 20, 25 weeks' time. We've got all of this work is, is scheduled to start at HS2 and that kind of thing. But what are you looking at beyond that? Well... 
if we look at the number of uh, bids that are currently out uh, with main contractors and uh, forward projection, that is a little, uh, the cupboard is a little bit bare at the moment. Um, and my concern is the first, with this probable uh, decision today that the country is going to go into further measures regarding uh, COVID, um, I do worry about the first three or four months of 2021. But then I can see it picking up once we get past the April and the spring comes around. But it's how long we can actually draw, keep these three or four months going for staff, etc. What is a gr great news is obviously uh, the Chancellor has extended furlough up to the end of uh, April, which does support won't won't help everybody um but will support a number of businesses to maintain that they will be around when it does get a little bit better i think that's what we're all doing so what does 2021 i think we've got to work doubly hard in 2021 unfortunately to actually just break even because of what happened in 2020 and i know a number of businesses are looking at their uh, business plans that they may have done over five years and radically changed them or changing them for this year because uh, to achieve what they set out those two or three years ago is not going to be achievable. You've just got to survive this period. And I don't like saying that, really. But that's what we're, we're, in a, we're in that strange position again, though, aren't we, in that construction, once again, as it was in the first lockdown, you know, it, it has this key worker status and and construction's already proved once that it it will just soldier on and i, I think the the 12 billion pounds announced in december is, is further evidence of that you know we're countries going into lockdown and we're still away doing our thing aren't we um yeah quite how straightforward that's going to be in in the, the months ahead remains to be seen i guess yeah definitely i i, I hope it's going to be uh, going to give everybody confidence it's all about confidence everybody's about confidence and we need confidence out there um and because all it this it seems that things hadn't been changing because and then we got this new variant confidence was being hit all the time but now we've got the uh, two vaccines available um we are hopefully uh getting past this I, I know these next two or three weeks are going to be very difficult for everybody because of what happened just before christmas whether we mix too much or whatever but these next two weeks are going to be difficult for everybody um so i i, I hope i am keeping my fingers crossed i hope we really do um maintain the levels of what we had this year um into in 2021 I guess the other question, and I, it, because it's rolled on for quite as long as it has, you know, Brexit has, has almost become a bit of a sideshow as, as far as COVID is concerned. Yes, you know, but but it is it, it's official now. You know, we've we've got, you know, anticipated queuing at the at the M twenty uh, uh, the M twenty motorway, which anyone that's ever travelled on the M twenty will know that it doesn't take a great deal for that to happen anyway. No. Are you anticipating a, a major Brexit fallout, or do you think we've had enough time to prepare ourselves? I think we're going to deal with it. I really do. I think we there are going to be uh, hiccups that some uh, political commentators who aren't my friends at the moment, really, because I think we're looking too negatively and some um, uh, news reporters will pick up upon. But uh, I'd rather see the whole of it. You know, we, we might be talking about sort of like one or two 
areas that have problems but i think we'll be able to deal with it at the end of the day and and it's just just learning new things i i i read in the uh, i saw on the on the news was it yesterday something about british airways or some flights were uh, nationals from the UK were having problems going back to Spain. But that's only in the first few days. You know, we, we, there's a, lots of things to sort out, and I'm sure we'll do it. We're, we're, we're adaptable. We're very adaptable, and I think it'll be okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. We've had a couple of comments in here from uh, from our friend Peter Haddock. Uh, Happy New Year to you both. Uh, you're right, Neil, all about confidence. Um, what's he got here? Um, year, see a lot more work coming down the pipeline. Um, opportunity. I, I you know, I, one of the things that really struck me, uh, having survived, <laughs> having survived 2020, is I think a lot of the a lot of our issues come down to attitude. You know, I, I think there were those that, that just oh woe is me. You know, we've got this coronavirus and we've got Brexit coming down the line, and we need to hunker down. And there were others just went. Do you know what? No. I'm, I'm going to roll my sleeves up when I get stuck in. And, and those are the companies. You, you're only going to look at, at the likes of Kia that, that we've mentioned. You know, you, that they are maintaining that that level of activity. Balfour Beatty, Vistry, all these people, you know, they've just knuckled down and, and cracked on and and look where they are now. Absolutely. And I, I think, yeah, you know, my hat's off to them. You know, they, they have looked at it. Not as They've just said, we have got to do something. Otherwise, we could sit back and do nothing. And doing nothing, we're going to be way, way, you know, it's going to be terrible. So they've said, right, let's do this, do this, and do this. Yeah, there, there's going to be opportunities. I think you're going to have to look in different places sometimes. You know, as I said, I think a couple of months ago, we're, we're not looking at uh, the, the retail sector or, shall we say, the... Uh, entertainment sector to support the construction industry in 2021 because they'll only just be getting back on their feet. Um, but yeah, after that, everything's different. I think I think we're going to be looking at you know we're going to be buying things very differently, and that's going to be via hubs or via online, and those are going to be via transport hubs. So the likes of I can see uh, we already see in Northampton and places like that, which is in the, the centre of the UK, the the amount of uh, industrial units or warehouses or whatever going up it's huge and that's going to be an opportunity for some people uh, we're just gonna to have to look in different places yeah it, it's interesting actually certainly towards the back end of it, of last year you know i got to the point because i spent a lot of my time on demolition sites you know you, the general question is what what's going here afterwards and you expect it to be housing towards the back end of last year it was it was either mixed use or it was warehousing because you know let's face it that's where we're heading you know and i it's interesting that mixed use development I, I think that was was kind of prescient of, of the industry to, to start looking at that you know if, if I were in in full-blown lockdown I'd love to be in lockdown in a place where I've got my my shops and my gym all within one block and I don't have to travel anywhere you know maybe, maybe that's a, a sign of things to come yeah I, we couldn't even have thought about it you know in 2019 that was going to be it but you're right you know um we are going to be looking at things differently and i you know i hope we're going to be able to travel around and none no more than myself i love traveling the uk and the world um but yeah we we may we may have to look at things very very differently and uh, mixed use developments as you say warehouses um and, but that also means that infrastructure has to, and but going back to that infrastructure has to be able to support those type of things really and that includes uh, broadband fiber networks etc cetera, etc cetera. we've got to get that up to 
world class standards. Whereas at the moment, I just think we're just in the sort of like championship of that uh, compared to the rest of the world. We need the UK, and I mean the UK, the whole of the UK, to have world class broadband connectivity. No, absolutely. Well, as, as somebody that relies upon it for for, for his very livelihood, yeah, he, mm. he couldn't come couldn't come soon enough. Um, mm. Neil, it's been an absolute pleasure as it always is. Um, Thank you very much. I, it's it's really good to to speak to you on on such a positive note, um, and particularly at the beginning of the year. Um, we can only hope that we can carry that forward and and, and see more of that in the the months ahead. Yeah, definitely. I, one one thing, you know, in two thousand and twenty. Um, something like over 1700 companies also are, are, are detailed as uh, winning new work on our BC live table, uh, which is, you know, fantastic. Um, as I say, 80, 80 billion pounds worth of work. Um, Kia's overall, we believe, I've uh, got something like 226 projects in 2020. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So yeah, we should be, we should really be uh, uh, singing from the rooftops on this one. Definitely. No, absolutely right. And and just one final point, which I I, I often forget to uh, to allow you to do. Where can people find out more? Um, you know, we, we are I, I, despite all that we've said about December and and the positivity around HS two. You know, we we are still living in uncertain times when we need access to the very latest and totally reliable information. Where can people find out more? Okay, um, well. We're dealing real-time information, so it's real-time live information. We, we, as soon as we find that information, we put it on our um, on our portal, on, uh, which you can go. So if you go to um, buildersconference.co.uk um, and ask, there there is ask for a demo. Uh, we'll get back to you, and we, we've got all our information carried on a platform that we call Sereno, um, and Sereno why it's got its name Sereno. Sereno is a place in Italy where pure water comes from. Uh, a lot of um, uh, lot of water bottles or, you know, fresh water is supplied from there. And obviously we're saying our information is pure. So hence we've got Sereno as our, as our uh, strap line for our, uh, our platform. But yeah, all our information is collected and it's live. As soon as our researchers find it, it goes on there. It isn't kept back. It isn't held back. So it's a commercial entity to say right okay when you pay us a little bit more we'll give you a little bit more no we give you full access to everything there and then you can search forward backwards upside down whatever whichever way you want so yeah go to buildersconference.co.uk and what we talk about here is also the bc live table now that's free to everybody so if you go to bclive.co.uk that is um it's just a league table of information it's it's the aggregation at the top of of our information uh, and as you well know by seeing me on here both mark and i are keen football supporters and and the table really came around from sort of like the premiership or the championship or whatever so as a goal goes in um some as a contract award is awarded companies go up and down the table and that's really it so go to bclive.co.uk yeah, and I'd, I'd really encourage people to do that because, as as you've said, and as as Peter Haddock verified there, you know, we are in the confidence business. You know, the the, the, the more warm we're feeling about the world, the, the the better we tend to be. And you know, the BC Live League table, particularly at the moment, and particularly over the past six or nine months or thereabouts, you know, it it is a a reminder of the th the fact that things are still cracking on. You know, we are. You, 
if you watch the news, you'd think the world was coming to an end and, you know, we're, we're going to be in desperate isolation and, and and facing COVID alone and all that kind of thing. And then you look at the BC Live League table and it, it is like a shot in the arm in itself, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, it's confidence. It's all about confidence. And, you know, we can show that confidence by doing and, and, and it. You can review the table through, I think it goes back through to 2019. So it's got historical information there. So you can track it as well through there. So it's just a, an easy, easy look, really. And um, yeah, all that information, the detail from that information, obviously, uh, is where membership to the Builders Conference, you, you get that. And uh, uh, that's via our platform uh, on Sereno. So. Superb. Neil, I'm going to let you get back to the day job, given the fact that if you're anything like me, it's, what is it now? It's nearly 11 o'clock and I'm already too tired <laughs> to even think about the rest of the day. Oh, I just had a, a very quick question in here from uh, Peter. Before you finish, what does Neil think about refurbishment and offices, workspaces in more provincial towns? Good question, Peter. Wow. Yeah, I think that's just taken for my own. Um, we are looking at where we're going to be uh, as a company. Do we need our offices? Um, so I do believe that a number of office blocks will probably change in provincial towns. And what I mean by that is I don't think they'll be demolished. Um, not all of them. Uh, I think they're going to be change of use. And I think what you'll see is a, a lot more apartments used or uh, housing in those because you've, it's, a, it's a very quick to actually change it into a money-making uh, because that's, we've got to also look at the fact that we've got to still make money in this world. So at the moment, if there's nobody in those offices, we need to return some costs or some money very quickly. So changing them into apartments and flats and houses, etc., cetera, is it, an easy win, is a quick win. So I do see that as a, an emerging sector in 2021. Yeah, I just need to, to sort out the planning that goes along with that, of course. Yeah, well, uh, there's the... <laughs> I don't want to... No, there's the challenge because uh, we've, you know, and that's, you know, that's what we've got to do is take the blinkers off. At the moment, we we, we can be so blinkered, and uh, planners planners have got to look at it and say, right, okay, that was the old book. We're in a new book now. Twenty twenty one is is a totally new book. You can't look back and say, oh no, we never used to do it like that. Well, we are going to have to do it like this now, and that's the end of it. No, absolutely. When, particularly when you think about, you know, the, the fact that we still have a, a, an issue with homelessness in this country. And yet we have, you know, as you say, disused offices, you know, disused or, or slightly dilapidated properties, you know, that could be converted very, very quickly. And they, and even when you look at, at sort of high streets and that kind of thing, you know, there are shops that have closed pre-COVID or because of COVID that are never coming back. You know, for the for the sake of, of waving the, the magic pen on, on planning, you know, that there's housing there just waiting to be had, isn't there? Yeah, we've got to look at our town centres and look at them totally differently. You know, we, we, we do need to mix and match. And you're right that, the, uh, uh, you know, you come and visit me in Sutton and uh, Sutton High Street has changed immensely over the last 18 months and now in the last nine months it's changed even more and many of those uh units towards the bottom end of Sutton near the uh, and people might know it, near the supermarket down there have just been empty for a year so why why not change them why not get some money income why not regenerate the actual um uh, high street by putting in people rather than sending people away uh, very much so well Neil, it's been a pleasure. You get back to the Thank day you. job. I'll, yep. I'll, I'll do whatever it is that I do for a living. I, I've got to be honest, I'm still struggling to remember exactly what that is. Um, 
I shall speak to you again in the very near future, well, this time next month. Um, yes, and, okay. And hope that the, uh, the news, I'm not expecting another 12 billion, but hopefully the, uh, the news will be just as positive when we, we speak again at the I end of the month. So as, I hope so as well. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. All the best. And you.